Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining me right now, I've been talking him up for the last week or so, former Yankee. I mean, check his baseball reference. Former MLB player, played in a few different places. And the guy's a legend. He's on MLB Network as an analyst, somebody I admire a lot. It's Cameron Maben on the fan in New York. What up, Cam? My guy. What's up, man? It's been a long time coming. We should we supposed to be and have done this, man. Yes, sir. Making history. I want to be like you when I grow up, man. I admire <laughs> you, man. I, I want to say before we get started, seriously, man. You know, I'm a big uh, a Twitter, a big X. A navigator, and I watch the hate, and that just lets me know, bro, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? You're right where you need Hell to yeah. be, man. I'm proud of you, bro, creating new avenues uh, for guys who love the game. So don't stop doing what you're doing, bro. It's a blessing, and, and I'm I'm excited to be on here with you tonight, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Rob Sala you feel said me? that. Uh, and you know that's the land of the haters on, on X, on Twitter, on the internet. You know. <laughs> bunch of miserable people out there baby yeah but we're good people we're positive energy yes, people sir. man that's yes, that's sir. something i loved about you when you were on the yankees hug season you came in and you were giving hugs in the in the clubhouse in the dugout you were making plays and you were just bonding with guys like where where does that positive outlook come from i feel like we need it with the yankees and the toxicity around the yankees now more than ever I, honestly, bro, I just, uh, I've always been a, a person that just really exercises gratitude, man. Um, if I wake up, I feel like everything else is icing on the cake. And then, you know, too, it comes from my dad, bro. My dad always instilled in me that at the end of the day, what a blessing you get to, to, to do to play a kid's game for a living. I think sometimes we, we tend to take ourselves way too serious. We tend to, tend to take our jobs, our occupations, uh, things that are going on in our life way too serious. So for me to be to, to be able to have the opportunity to play baseball for a living, that something that so many young men and women grew up wishing they could do, you know, why wake up and be, be saucy, be pissed off? So, you know, I, I just exude positive energy. Uh, I'm a firm believer that, you know, uh, negativity, you know, likes company, but so does positivity as well. So I, I love to bring that positive vibe, bro, and uh, – you know, you know, I think the Yankees, you know, you know, when you're playing for the Yankees, when you're a Yankees fan, they can be a little bit stressed out, a little disgruntled. So you got to bring a little enthusiasm, a little a little bright <laughs> light to the room from time to time. Yeah, you certainly lighten the mood. And I mean, right now, the mood is not great. The Yankees go 82 and 80. Yankees Twitter is uh, trying to fire Brian Cashman. They they want to get, you know, <laughs> any type of uh, Yamamoto, Soto, uh, Bellinger in here, any players that we can get, and they're trying to get guys up out of here. So, you know, speaking of Twitter and X, our interaction 
from November 9th caught some traction because I was putting out there to fans that were coming to me. They're saying, um, you know, Cole's going to opt out. He doesn't want to be here. And a fan said to me, there's only one thing left to wake up Cash and Hal, and that's for Judge Judge to request a trade out of the Bronx. Your thoughts, Keith? And I said, Cole's not opting out. Judge has never requested a trade. And Stanton wants to finish his career here. And that's when you interjected and you said, you know, I agree with everything you said except the big G part. And I'll leave it there. I'm not putting words into his mouth, but I'm not so sure he wants to finish his career in the pinstripes. I'm sure he'd like to finish somewhere that actually appreciates how he's handled every second of being in NYC. Now, before you answer where that came from, we were about a week ahead of things because wow. an article Bro, how, comes out. How and, crazy. How crazy. <laughs> that's just us talking on Twitter. But an article comes out in the Daily News where – they dissected every word and sentence that Brian Cashman said out there at the, the GM meetings in Arizona, right? And when he was talking about Stan, he talked about his bat. He talked about how feared of a hitter he is, but he also said that getting hurt, being injured is a part of his game, and people ran with that one line, right? Wow, he said it's a part of his game. So you and I were talking about being appreciated, and I think a lot of the fans thought it was against us, the fans booing him, the fans talking about him, hating on him on Twitter. But we were ahead of the curve because then the article wrote it as if the front office doesn't appreciate Big G. Now, we haven't heard from G. We heard a little bit from Joel Wolf. But where were yeah. you coming from as a former teammate and, you know, somebody that played for the Yankees as well? Yeah, so so honestly, I, I, I love to, like, I'm going to say clear that up, but just kind of elaborate and when you said it, like I said, I'm a huge fan of yours. I love what you do. I love the content you put out. And and I love talking baseball. You know, we talk sports. We're in the same fantasy football league. Um, so you have a clue. So for me, when I spoke about this, you know, I've known G since he was, you know, 17 years old. He used to be my roommate uh, when we played for the Florida Marlins at the time. I watched this guy grow up. Um, we have we have a really good relationship. And, and at no point did I talk to, to, to G and he said, hey, Cam, I don't want to finish my – my career in in New York. I think I was almost talking more so as a friend and, and, a, and an ex-player, a guy who knows how difficult it is to come out on any stage and perform for fans, uh, perform under high expectation. But there's no higher expectation than putting on those pinstripes. I tell people all the time, Keith, you know, all the uniforms are made out of the same material, but for some reason those pinstripe uniforms feel a little bit heavier than every other uniform. Yep. I wore 10 different ones. Um, so for me, you know, I look at guys like Julius Randle, and I look at guys, that's just one guy, but you look at guys who haven't fared well, uh, Joey Gallo of recent, and they also couldn't handle what comes with being a, you know, a, a New York athlete. Um, it's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of, um, you know, things that these fans want to see and they expect, and when you don't always, you know, come to that, that platform and that height, they can be extremely tough, but I watch this guy year after year, he never, you know, jabs back at the fans or jabs back at the criticism. He just keeps his head down and he continues to try to, to try to work. And I know he's had, you know, some some, you know, unfortunate uh, injury seasons. But he's a guy who I just think if, if you're a New York fan and you, we've seen the people who haven't been able to handle that pressure and we watch them fold and they say stuff in the media. We even saw Cash, you know, of recent. I think kind of come to his boiling point almost, so to speak, yeah. and come to a point where he's kind of face the most frustration that we've seen him face. So I was speaking from a standpoint of, you know, the guy is so talented. And what we do sometimes in sports, you know, I think we have such a quick, short memory. So we, get, we get such amnesia, and we, and we don't sometimes take 
take time to appreciate greatness, right? And, and it's human nature. So for me, I just think the guy is a, you know, a physical specimen. The things that he, he's been able to do in our game, the pace that he's been able to do things in our game. Um, I know the injuries are a big part of it. I know that bothers a lot of his fans, but nobody wants to be hurt. Nobody wants to be injured. And, uh, you know, for me, it was just one of those things where, you know, I know he's hurt, but, but damn, you know, can we appreciate what, what he has done? You know, he's been one of the better playoff Yankees, you know, d- he's d- destroyed the, the Boston the Red Sox. struggles that they've had. You know I, what I mean? So, I appreciate him hitting home runs over the green monster. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So he's had some, some highlight moments, and I just think at times it gets lost. And it also gets lost, too, when you're playing with Aaron Judge. The, you know, New York loves Aaron yeah. Judge. So if you're not on Aaron Judge's level and you look like Aaron Judge and you're as big as Aaron Judge or bigger, you hit the ball harder, we, they, expect, they expect more, you know, and when you don't – you know, meet that expectation, you're trash, you're horrible, get rid of them. So for me, you know, I look at G and I just look at, you know, from a fan standpoint, damn, you know, you know, he has such a hard time playing in New York. I would love to go see him play in, you know, Cincinnati, go see him play somewhere quietly. He yeah, don't you know, want to go to Ohio. <laughs> he spent, hey, but, you, but, you, but, but maybe, but maybe, you know, he spent so much time under the line. And I'm just throwing out places to be like, no, I, I know what you mean. A, Smaller I, I market. I see him playing the NL Central division that's a bandbox somewhere where he might have a breath of fresh air, somewhere where it might not be as much pressure. Because, he's, you know, he's been under a lot of scrutiny for years now. So it's just, you know, as a, as a friend speaking, I would love to see him finish up his, his career in a place where he's not getting bashed. And, hey, you know, even like Cash said, you know, he, he kind of – I think where Cash put his foot in his mouth where he could have just stopped. You know, we, we know he has an uh, injury history. But then he went as far as to be like, he's going to get hurt this year. We know it. You know, it was like that <laughs> yeah. was just throwing salt on the wound. So, you know, him going to a place where – you know, you can just go play and have some freedom, and it might be more incentive to, to hopefully stay on the field. I, I, I would, I would say so. That was just my aspect, my thoughts, and then how crazy, like I said, you were, like you said, we were ahead of the story before it even came out, and and it kind of almost made my point look valid. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> <I did. laughs> to be honest, you know what I mean. So uh, that's my thing. Like I said this is a, these athletes are still human beings, man, and I'm still fresh, freshly removed from the field, so I still know what that feels like to have to just sit around wearing when you're working your ass off trying to be the best you can be and you're just getting bashed and crushed when, when you know, you sacrifice so much throughout a season, family, friends, time, all types of stuff. But granted, you get paid a lot of a whole lot of damn money, so you got you're gonna sacrifice it. But it's just, you know, people are still human at the end of the day. So I was just speaking from a human standpoint. No, it was it was great. And I, I mean I thank you for uh replying to my tweet and coming on the <laughs> show. We're talking with Cameron Mabin. If you don't know who Cameron Mabin is, you should Google him. If you're a baseball fan, of course you're familiar with him. If you're a Yankee fan, you remember him in the booth a couple years ago and on the field a few years before that. Now I want to respond to the John Carlos Stanton stuff as a fan, someone who goes to 40 games a year, sits in the bleachers, sits in legends. Like, it was compounded this year, Cam. He is Mm -hmm. the guy that we look at when Evan Neal attacks the fans and says, oh, who are these fans to have an opinion on me? They're burger flippers. We're like, whoa, whoa, that's not how you handle it. I don't agree with that now. That's not how you handle it. I'm a fan. Hey, I'm a fan, Keith. And I don't agree with that. You know, I I value fans who – Evan Neal, we we said you got to look at John Carlos Stan. You got to look at how he handles the criticism, the boos. Nobody has been booed more than John Carlos Stanton, right? When Julius Randle did the thumbs down, even with the Mets with Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, we're like, listen, the fans have dragged John Carlos Stanton, and he stands in front of his locker, he takes it. And then when he's the hero, when he is hitting home runs, when he's going Barry Bonds in the postseason or against the Red Sox, he's the same guy. So we we respect him for that in New York. I think everybody has respect 
for the way that he's carried himself. But this year was compounded. It was one of the yeah. worst seasons in my lifetime and a lot of these young Yankee fans' lifetime going 82-80. and 80. And when Judge went down and Stanton came back, many people were saying he's got to carry the team. He's got to yeah. be Judge. No one can be Judge. And you know what? He struggled a bit. And it's year seven that we're going into with John Carlos Stanton, which is crazy that he's already played six seasons in the pinstripes. For him to bat under 200, for him to not be as effective, a lot of people piled on and they said it's his fault. It's on him. This contract, we got to get rid of this contract. Because now people are trying to figure out how to get the Yankees back to contention, how to get the Yankees back to the World Series. And they're saying this guy's got to waive his no-trade clause, but I don't think that's going to happen. I expect him to be here, and what I hope, right, is that he's working out, he's training, and I know he is, and that he'll be he'll he'll be ready to go because there was a point in this season where uh, he got thrown out at home base, and you would think oh, the, the, fans, the fans would not let it go. I it, was upset, man. That was, listen, it, and I couldn't run. And, I, and again, and, I, and you have to be accountable, and I think that's where you, you, you gain and keep credibility. If you can't if you can't go harder than that, then you you shouldn't play, right? I mean that it looked it looked so bad. I remember watching it. It looked bad. It looked brutal, and it was just like if if that's all you can give, I'd rather not see you out there. You know what I'm saying? I just and that's that was my mindset. I remember to play like it was yesterday. It was, I mean, just hold him up. You know what I'm saying? I said just, that I'm like, was, uh, Luis Rojas. If you know this man can't sprint, why are you sending him? Hold so you, just, you know, you almost set him up. You almost set him up. You know what I mean? It's just like we we knew he couldn't run going into, it and it's just I don't know. Like you said, so many things compounded. So many other things this year for for, for Big G for sure. Well, we're we're gonna have a better year next year, and I think he's gonna be 100%. a part of it. And I think now Cashman realizes, hey, uh, we we can't run him out there every day, but he does want to play in right field, play the outfield, and give Judge a rest. And you know what? It was Cashman's idea to turn him into a DH. It was Cashman and the Yankees' idea to say, we're going to sit you down and not have you out there in the flow of the game. We're going to make you our DH because we have Judge here. But anyway, let's go back to your time with the Yes Network. I liked you in the booth. I know it was one and done, but you came through fresh. I liked your suits. I liked your swag, your energy. I'm a big fan of the Kester. I thought you guys worked well. How did you yeah, like that? How did you like that experience getting to call Yankee games? There were some people saying, this guy's not a Yankee legend like David Cohn, like Paul <laughs> O'Neill. How did he get in the booth? And, and, and again, and I'm not. They, the people who said it, they were right. And I, and I know that was the criteria <laughs> to actually call games for the Yankees. You had to be an actual Yankee legend, but... When I tell you the experience was was amazing, uh, Michael Kay was was great. Uh, David Cohn was amazing. Paul O'Neill, all of those guys are great. Troy Benjamin, uh, the producer. I mean, so many guys that were great. Meredith was amazing to work with. So many helpful people that when I look at my journey from the beginning of the season to to where I ended, you know, I grew so much, and I and I really feel like I got so much better. Um, I, I definitely wish I, I could have came back. That's another conversation that wasn't, you know, anything on my end, and it didn't have anything to do with performance. Unfortunately, it was just uh, some some uh, opinions of different uh, difference of opinions, um, and that's okay. You know, I always feel like that means it wasn't the spot for me. But uh, you know, a lot of opportunities came open, Keith, uh, from that opportunity. You know, being on that platform, a lot of people saw I think something special in me and, and saw some growth in me. Um, you know, I had an interview with a team today to possibly do a, a lot more color for a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty prestigious team in this league today. I, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully there'll be some announcements, you know, later on. We don't know, but uh, the, the the, it opened up a lot of doors for me. Let me say that, man. And, and just <laughs> like, I, you know, I would say putting on that Yankee uniform on the field was special, but then going in the booth and 
just really doing research and really becoming even more of a student of the game than I was and just understanding the history and, and being up there with Michael K. Michael K. is one of the best to do it. I don't care what anybody yep. says. Uh, everybody has their opinion. Michael K. is one of the best uh, men that I've been around, one of the most selfish people I've been around. Uh, he, he texts me to this day uh, during the season, the holidays. The, the guy is a stand-up dude, man. Yeah. So I, I really have so much respect for him. Um, you know, so that should make you like him even more. But uh, the experience was, was a was a dream dream come true, and I'm just happy, you know, happy that I could say I was able to, you know, you know, start my next journey still with the Yankees, so to speak. So it was fun. It was a blessing, man. And uh, I've just taken it and I ran from there. Yeah, well, speaking of journey starting, you know, Paul and I were just talking about this. You hitting a homer in the old Yankee Stadium off of Roger Clemens, your yeah. first homer. Talk about the start of your journey like that. That's starting with a bang. That's like Jason Dominguez going yard off of Justin <laughs> Verlander. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, can't wait to get that guy back. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, the Martian. So much fun to watch in such a small sample. That kid is going to be special. I had a chance to talk to him, and I just told him, this dude has ice water in his veins, bro. It's just like he, he isn't phased by anything. But but going back to being able to play in the old Yankee Stadium, uh, make my debut there was was cool, as cool as I could, you know, anything that could ever happen other than having kids and getting married. Um, but to hit, you know, hit hit a home run, hit a home, get a hit, hit a home run, still a bag. I forgot that you grew up watching, that you, you know, admired, thinking, you know, thinking and was one of the best pitchers that ever told the slab. I mean, what a moment. And then my grandmother who passed away a few months back, uh, God rest her soul, she got to see me play. I was one of the few professional games that she got to see God me play bless. in old Yankee Stadium. So those memories uh, will forever, forever go on and last, man. And it's just things that my son, he's 16-year-old now, uh, you know, he's a Duke commit. And, you know, for him to be able to see those clips and those highlights, it's just really cool to sit back and watch and think about, you know, those days, the grind, uh, those special moments, make it, you know, being able to play on the same field as so many, so many Yankee greats and then just baseball legends. It, it's just uh, an amazing memory that I'll never forget, man. It's just something that I really, truly cherish. You you mentioned your son, and I follow you on Instagram. What were you doing to get Drake to pop up at your son's practice? How did how did Drizzy Drake show up at your son's baseball practice? Who did you connect with to get uh, Aubrey Graham in attendance? I, that came Yo, out of nowhere. That, yeah, that was crazy, man. I honestly, uh, I got to get, you know, my little team. My coach's team called the San Diego Padre Scout team, uh, now 16U. And one thing I'm about is, you know, in baseball, there's not a lot of minorities. And, and I'm not one of those coaches who I try to build a team, full, you know, only of minority kids. But, you know, I, I want to be able to get a lot of kids who couldn't afford to play, who aren't necessarily perfect game kids, mm -hmm. who don't have all these rankings, but they can ball and we can compete with the best. So we started out unranked. We finished the season seventh in the country, which was amazing. Uh, really opened up some eyes. We, You know, I'm on the phone with colleges each and every day trying to get kids recruited, get kids with scholarships. But – uh, Drake saw a clip, uh, I think on my son's TikTok, follow Trent Maven on TikTok. I didn't know he was famous, bad dad moment. Got to make sure you watch his <laughs> social media, even though he's a great kid. But apparently Drake saw some, uh, some videos of our team. And he just, you know, and when we met him, he said, man, you guys had a different energy. You know, when you talk about watching amateur baseball, it's, it's, you know, this American style of baseball is very uh, bland, blood, kind of a boring style of baseball. And my kids, I tell them, Especially minority kids. A lot of times, what I've realized in baseball, you know, they try to take the the that flair away from you know our kids and the way you know what what makes them great, and that's that passion, it's that enthusiasm that we play with. And when you take that from from a kid, it kind of takes away from their game. I remember playing for the Marlins, and they 
you know, was calling me in the office every week to cut my dress. We need you to cut your dress. We need to cut your dress. And I'm going, so I'm the Roberto Clemente Award nominee the prior year before. I'm, I'm all in the community. And all these minority kids that look like me, yep. you want me to go to them and say, hey, you know your favorite team? You're not even allowed to have dreadlocks, cornrows, or afros? Crazy. Hmm. So that's a crazy rule to begin with. So when I start to look at that, I go, you know, it, it, it just – for me, I want these kids to be themselves. If you can play, you can play. You can be humble, but still have emotion, still show passion, uh, still show charisma. You need and, a flair. You, you, you need a flair. You need some swag. You need it. You know, and, and times are changing, right? You know, Carlos Beltran, you tell me, it's like, the, uh, it's like the iPhone. All these old dudes, you know, if you don't update your iPhone, what happens? It gets slow. It starts to, <laughs> start to not work. It starts to bug out. It starts to shut off on you. You got to update with the times, man. And I'm, and I'm a big believer of updating with the times. And allowing these kids to express themselves, and you'll be surprised how much joy they have. And they say, "Coach, man, I, I you the first player, you know, coach I've ever played for. And I'm able to be myself, and I'm able to have fun, and I'm able to flex, and I'm able to do this." And, and I love hearing that. So he saw that, and he said, "You know, one, you guys look like me. Two, you guys were super lit. You know, Drake and his Drake boys, you guys were a vibe team." Is what he told me. <laughs> I quote Drake. Uh, so he came out. He started video. Reached out. Um, his, his group reached out. And, they, you know, they got, got us out to Houston, looked out for us. We did a little promo for him, um, and we got to meet Aubrey. So it was a cool experience, man. So that's what I'm trying to do, man, off the field now. Just create opportunities, experience for these kids that are life-changing. And, and that's, what, that, that's legacy for me, though, Keith, is, is when somebody says, hey, Cam Maven changed my life. You know, we had a conversation, and he helped me. Get, it's not trophies. It's not money. It's, it's what you do to inspire others is, is what real legacy is built off for me and the it was just another moment of that, trying to create more opportunities for kids who might not get those opportunities. And Drake, you know, I got to shout him out. He was as humble and, and, and as, as energetic and just open as anybody, any superstar that you've ever seen. So it was, it was fun to work with him, and, you know, I hope that's not the, the last opportunity. No, I don't think it will be. Drake is always popping up around, especially you said Houston. The, uh, the All-Star game is in Dallas this year. This past All-Star game, the Players Alliance flew me out to Seattle. I got to run with all the people in the Players Alliance. Uh, I was with Edwin Jackson, Curtis Granderson, CeCe Sabathia, Michael Bourne, and that whole crew. And, you know, we went out and supported uh, Little League softball. Not even Little League softball. There was a, a team that was full of high school girls going to college. And, you know, the whole initiative was around... Uh, getting baseball bats and gloves to minorities and, and kids that are underprivileged. So I'm right there with you on that whole initiative. And then, you know, speaking about the locks, like I got locks that flow down to my shoulders. Be and, you, uh, my guy. Be of you. course, I am. Um, five years ago when I started growing my hair, I, I quit my last corp corporate job in the city. And I, I, I remember saying, I'm not cutting my hair again for a job. I'm just going to let my hair grow. And whatever I look like, they got to accept me as me. Exactly. MLB Network exactly. did. MLB Network reached out last season and talking about, like, cutting edge, evolving. You know, yes. off, off Base was the first of its kind. It was a – It's first – man, and I love that show. You guys you got goosebumps right now. You're talking about it, man. Shout out MLB Network, man. What a – what a, you talk about being progressive and understanding the times. And, did and they have you moves. on this season? I stepped out because I had my son, and my baby was born in the – First week of the baseball season. Did they have you sit in my chair? Because my chair yeah, this season yeah, was yeah. all rotating couple, baseball players. Yeah, I had a couple a couple segments with X and, and Lauren, and and it was it was awesome, man. It, it, it's good for the game, man. And yeah. Talk about youthful eyes on the game, right? At the end of the day, you know the the old baseball fan is going to continue to be a baseball fan, but we want to get these kids, these young these young men, these yeah, young women to the really game. become fans of the game. And how do you do that? 
Well, you add some younger faces to it. You add some people that they identify with that can speak that can speak their language and that they can understand. And I think that's what we're trying to do. I think I love the rule changes they did to make the game more exciting. And then have guys like you, myself, Xavier, who's amazing, uh, Yonder Alonzo, who, who who's doing a great job. Talk about bilingual. Um, they they just they're doing a great job at MLB Network, man. Continue to continue to update the staff and, and stay uh, up to date with the times. I look forward to running into you over there uh, in Secaucus. Uh, ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen, Cameron Mabin on the fan. You were just great. You killed it. But I knew you would. We knew you would. Hey, we got to get that Mabin McPherson set, man. You don't got that collab going, my boy. <laughs> Mabin McPherson, when baseball comes up, we'll have a, a weekly segment where we talk about all the dope little things that we see in the game. Heck I, I yeah, like man. it. I like it. Heck, yeah. Hey, Cam, have a good one, and uh, you know, be good. Enjoy the holiday with your family, and we'll talk soon. But yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the first Thanksgiving and Christmas with your little fella, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm a dad now when the holidays roll around. This is different. So yeah, now you got somebody else to buy for you. Yeah. Yep, already on but it. Black remember, Friday, hey, already remember, on it. Just bought him crazy. a new stroller. <laughs> yeah, don't go too crazy. He can't do but so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, seven months. He, he's not going to remember yeah, any you know of what? this. Perfect, perfect time to get him his first baseball, first bat. You're good. I was eight months. There you go. Perfect you're right. Time. You're right. I got to get a little plush one, but, a little soft one yeah. for him. Enjoy, enjoy the holidays, my brother, man. I'm proud of you, bro. Keep doing exactly what you're doing, bro. You, you're doing it the right way. Thank you. Appreciate the time tonight. Cameron Maven, once again, I mean, the guy is awesome. Uh, you just heard him for the last 25 minutes on the fan. He's on MLB Network. He called Yankee games last year, or two years ago, he called Tigers games last year. He's going to be in a booth again because, you know, he's a baseball guy. He's got a great voice. He's got the Southern accent, the personality. He's played for a bunch of different teams. He's coaching baseball. And, you know, this is what the future of baseball is like. Like, this is exactly what, you know, when you hear me talk about baseball, that passion, this is what we need to grow the game and move forward and get younger people into the game. And MLB Network is on it, and now WFAN is on it. You just heard him throw it out there. Maven and McPherson, maybe we make a segment out of that. And, uh, you know, that hits WFAN coming up in this baseball season. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.